The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonnebacher at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. Master Dogen taught, In birth there is nothing but birth, and in death there is nothing but death. Accordingly, when birth comes, face and actualize birth, and when death comes, face and actualize death. Do not avoid them or desire them. This birth and death is the life of a Buddha. If you try to exclude it, you will lose the life of a Buddha. If you cling to it, trying to remain in it, you will also lose the life of a Buddha. And what remains will be the mere form of a Buddha. Only when you don't avoid birth and death or long for it, do you enter a Buddha's mind. However, do not analyze or speak about it. Just set aside your body and mind, forget about them, and throw them into the house of the Buddha. Then all is done by the Buddha. When you follow this, you are free from birth and death and become a Buddha without effort or scheme. Who then remains in the mind? We think that we are separate, feel separate, separate from our life. When we look at our life from the outside, it is suffering. We are incomplete. When we look from the outside to see if we're okay, we see samsara. We hold ourselves separate. This is our, our habit, our familiar, customary habit way of being. How is this? How do we enter? How do we step into our life, into completeness? Judy Leaf, who was here recently teaching, talked about living in a premise of struggle. That we live in this premise, on this premise. Of expecting, understanding, creating our life to be one of struggle, of trying to get something from the world, of feeling like the world owes us something, feeling like the world hurts us, in conflict. Can we see this? How is this? That we don't trust reality as it is. So we try and control and change it, stand aside, stand outside, avoid. We don't trust reality, but we can. We can let go and enter. Learn to trust reality, learn to trust. Thich Nhat Hanh talks about our habit energies, a habit energy of not trusting, of tension. He talks about busyness, running. 
He says, we're always running, running even in our sleep. Why are we running? What is this running? Controlling, tight, busy, numb, distracted. We have other options. At the beginning of Ongo, Shoan said something to the residents about our little bits of time, our little breaks between things, and just noticing how we use them. I see in myself my tendency when I have 15 minutes that I'm planning, what am I going to do with that time? What can I get done? She was saying, can you just sit there? You just have a cup of tea, look at the trees. Here in Sashin, there's nothing you need to do. Can we learn something in that? And worth looking at here in Sashin are the ways that you make yourself busy, plan the next kinhin, plan your break after supper, scheme about your work practice project. What's happening? Dogen says, if you try to exclude it, you will lose the life of a Buddha. If you cling to it, trying to remain in it, you will also lose the life of a Buddha. Only when you don't avoid birth and death or long for it, do you enter a Buddha's mind. He's giving us instruction guidance. How do we enter? Really, we see this instruction from the beginning, the Buddha's instructions in meditation. He says to go to a quiet place and to put away covetousness and grief for the world. Always loved that line. To put aside covetousness and grief for the world. Saying, in a sense, that's what we do in session. You've already done that. Set things aside. And now turn inwards. Then turn inwards. And make contact with your direct experience. And continue letting go of covetousness and grief. Wanting, not wanting. Looking and thirsting and judging and pushing away. Joko back in a talk I listened to recently, asked the question, how is this supposed to be, and how is it really? How is this situation, this moment, a moment of zazen, a period of zazen? How do we think it should be? How do we want it to be? Is it meeting your expectations, your wants, your view of how it should be? How is it really? How is it really? What is our actual direct experience? Can we make contact with that? With how is it really? What is this? She's inviting us to find our way inside. 
and helping us to see how we stand outside, keep ourselves outside. How we don't trust reality as it is. Dogen says, do not analyze or speak about it. Just set aside your body and mind, forget about them, and throw them into the house of the Buddha. Then all is done by the Buddha. When you follow this, you are free from birth and death and become a Buddha without effort or scheme. Just set aside your body and mind, forget about them, and throw them into the house of the Buddha. What is he saying? How do we do that? There's no rejection here. Just set aside your body and mind, forget about them. Trust, relax, come close, enter, let go. At one point recently when I read this, I thought, oh, that's what they mean when they talk about giving it up to God. Could we say, giving it up to the way? What is it to give it up to the way? Some body teachings that I have received last week during the Mondo, watching Shukin put his water glass down. I don't think he was actually looking at it. Someone was asking him a question. But he was fully in contact there. Gentle, in contact. Early in my practice here, washing the dishes with one of the seniors, they were washing, I was rinsing. How they put the dishes down in the sink for me to rinse. Fully touching what they were touching. Feeling into the pot lid so that it would meet the sink softly with love. Tadaroshi showing me how to fold a tarp so that a stack of wood would stay covered and dry. His fingers feeling the folds. Absolutely no hurry, no judgment, no anxiety. Thich Nhat Hanh talks about walking with gentle, loving steps on the earth, feeling the earth with loving steps. Nothing else wanted. What is the relationship between intimacy and compassion, love, when we are completely in contact? What is that? We give love, we receive it, we're included in it, it comes back to us. I read an article recently about an Ethiopian nun who was a musician. Someone was studying her music and asked the question, is it religious? 
And someone's response was, if there's a religion in her music, it would be as a prayer between herself and the sacred, not for the audience, between us and the sacred, you and the sacred, you and your water glass, your Oriyoki bowl, the food you put in your mouth. Nobody else needs to see it, know about it, approve it. Been thinking about practices, devotion. Can practice be devotion? Judy Leaf said, devotion is trust and longing, trust and yearning. Practice, we practice entering, coming close, making contact, being in relationship with what we meet. What do we meet when we enter in? Sitting, walking, chanting, bowing, eating, working. Most of the time we miss it. We're just moving too fast, we're distracted. We're holding ourselves outside. We're engaged in our familiar functional mind that we default to that feels familiar and comfortable because we default to it, because it's familiar. Why is it hard to do things with loving attention, with care, to be connected? Slow down. We practice this. We are practicing this. I wanted to acknowledge and appreciate a couple of our Zen ancestors, kind of our new Zen ancestors, Joko Beck and Kota Boyd Sensei, who we added to the list of ancestors when we made up the new liturgy books. And this um, kind of found its way here because um, Joko has been with me recently her teaching has been helpful to me recently. And when we chanted those names for the first time, I felt like I understood what an ancestor was. They're not in our lineage. They're in our family. Joko's teachings have been important to me over the years, and I think have had a great influence on Zen as we know it, Chosen Roshi, who is one of our living ancestors, says that it was Joko who sort of conveyed the understanding of Zen, of washing the dishes just to wash the dishes. What a debt. And Kodo-sensei um, is also in our family, sort of in our extended family. She was the, I think, the first African-American woman Zen teacher 
I guess here. I met her teaching some time ago. She was, I think, living a pretty anonymous, um, sort of quiet life in suburban New Jersey, leading a sitting group teaching, and Tricycle found her. And um, there was an interview where she just, she shared, she talked about going down into herself and meeting herself, accepting herself. And that met me at a particular time helped me. Thich Nhat Hanh would say that they're in me. They're in us. They live in those who they touched, who they taught. Those teachings touched them. And that's what we can ask of our ancestors, of our teachers. That's what I ask of my ancestors to be in me, to guide me, to help me, to help me to let go. So we're here in Sashin, early in Sashin, and deep in Sashin, if you've been here. Sashin practices to just give ourselves over to practice. Don't think about it or analyze it. Just throw it away into the house of the Buddha and see how we don't, how we keep ourselves busy, how we kind of stay outside of session, our thoughts are outside of session. That's okay. It's part of what's being revealed to us. Let it go, throw it away. Let yourself be fully in session. Session is this particular time that we're given, this particular opportunity that we have to encounter something that we haven't encountered, to encounter ourselves in a way we haven't encountered ourselves, something outside of our habits, our habitual mind. It's an opportunity to truly go inside experience our lives from inside. I think what I've learned too, what I've loved about Session is how you never know what's going to happen. When something will happen, we can't make things happen. And yet, we create the circumstances by throwing ourselves in. by kind of meeting the discipline of session. Ultimately, the discipline is internal. It's just staying with, staying with ourselves, staying with our experience, to keep coming back, throwing ourselves in again and again. Practicing with effort and learning what effort is. Sometimes it's just like, oh, stay with it, keep coming back. It can be a struggle. That's okay, struggle. And effort learns to be gentle. Be gentle. Effort learns to be skillful, to choose what is helpful, what is 
helping us to turn in rather than to turn out. We're learning to enter more deeply into silence, the mystery of silence, and to stay there, to explore there, to just be there. It is a mystery. For me, it just, it feels like going down into session and just keep going down in, staying in, and not knowing what will happen, when something may happen, when something may shift, when something will let go. Things do shift, things do loosen, let go. Things are revealed, and there's no telling when it'll happen. That's sort of not for us to know. Sometimes it happens during zazen, sometimes it happens during rest practice. If we're paying attention, if we're present, if we're staying inside. So let's do that with this time that we have. We'll end with Dogen again. In birth, there is nothing but birth, and in death, there is nothing but death. Accordingly, when birth comes, face and actualize birth, and when death comes, face and actualize death. Do not avoid them or desire them. This birth and death is the life of a Buddha. If you try to exclude it, you will lose the life of a Buddha. If you cling to it, trying to remain in it, you will also lose the life of a Buddha, and what remains will be the mere form of a Buddha. Only when you don't avoid birth and death or long for it do you enter a Buddha's mind. However, do not analyze or speak about it. Just set aside your body and mind, forget about them, and throw them into the house of the Buddha. Then all is done by the Buddha. When you follow this, you are free from birth and death and become a Buddha without effort or scheme. Who then remains in the mind? Thank you for listening. To find out more about ZMM's programs, retreats and residency, please visit us online at zmm.org.